Welcome back, everybody. This is Locked on Bulldogs, part of Locked on Podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen today. We are talking spring ball and G-Day in particular, and we're going to talk about what G-Day looks like and maybe some things that you need to get eyeballs on and why it's important next on Locked on Bulldogs. You are Locked on Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody. This is Clint Locked on Bulldogs here. We are back from a week. Uh, that was a great week. It was a little vacation time, but we're back now talking Bulldogs and talking really uh, G-Day that's coming up very rapidly and weather changing, scheduling of uh, of scrimmages and all the like. But we have Georgia football. I'll put it in quotes because it is actually football. Now it's good on good. It's ones versus twos and twos versus ones and the whole thing. It's scrimmage. It's against our own kind. It's red on black against red on black. And But it's still football and it's still to be consumed by the eyeballs. So we're going to be talking about what to look for in that G-Day performance, in that G-Day game. And of note, what you should be looking at, what you need to be looking at to be prepared for this coming season. There's a couple of question marks. Not a lot, but a few question marks, notably quarterback. I've made it a rule. I'm not talking about the quarterback position right now. We know where that's at. Brock Vandegrift, Vandalay Industries, as well as Carson Beck. Going toe-to-toe, trying to see what's out. Gunnar Stockton, who knows? Maybe he makes a surprise appearance coming on into it. I don't think so, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but I'm going to give you some positions that you need to look at. Not as battles, although they are battles. These these young athletes are vying for time playing. Okay, so they are battles. But it's something else as well. It's depth. It's progression. It's development. All of that we're going to talk about uh, right now. So let's get into it. I, I already said I'm not talking about the quarterback position. Third segment, loyal third segment listeners, the 199. If you're not part of the 199, Get part of the 199, 199bonfire.com uh, slash store slash the 199. Be part of it. Little third segment. I'm going to have something, a little bonus for you later. But I'm going to start here, and I'm going to start with what I think is going to be uh, really, really paramount for Georgia success on defense. Look, Jalen Carter, notably gone. Jordan Davis, notably gone. Devontae Wyatt, notably gone. We got some guys coming back. We got, we got Bear. Coming back, we got Edge. Michael Williams showed out. We got we got guys along the trenches who are there, but the, on the interior of the defensive line, really the heart and soul in which Kirby says, "I need you to push them back, win the line of scrimmage, reset the line of scrimmage, not just win, not just fend off, reset the line of scrimmage." Because if you reset a offense's line of scrimmage, if you're able to move back a yard, half yard, yard, two yards, you mess up pass protections, you mess up running lanes, you mess up the entire thing. Now, I think Bear Alexander is going to do great on that interior defensive line. I think we got a, a number of notable guys coming up. But I do think this is going to be more of a rotation. We saw three years ago hockey line rotations where every 
fifth play, there was just all of a sudden a new swarm of guys coming on the field for Georgia. I think that is more the case this year. I don't think it's going to be just the same three, four defensive linemen. I think we're going to see more depth, especially on the interior. On the on the edges, we we may have commodities. We may have known commodities with a couple of young guys coming in and getting playing time. But I think the interior of the defensive line, look at that at G-Day. I, I want to know who's repping um, where, who's doing what. And, and, and I think what's really crucial for this, again, is not just one or two or three. I think it's going to be four or five guys deep, four, two, three positions, depending on how you want to look at it. This is crucial. This is important. This is this is everything that needs to be done for Georgia's defense to have success. Is going to start with the defensive line and the interior of it. So look at G Day. Look for the rotation. Look for the depth. Don't necessarily look who's on who's on black, who's on red, who's ones, who's twos. Don't don't look at that. Look at how they perform against SVP against Edgar Van Prant. See see who is showing out, pushing that pocket back. We're not going to see sacks, but who's getting close to the quarterback? That's my first position group to look at. We're going to come back after this, but first one, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. How do I know? I had them protein bars. I've tried them. Put them in my mouth. They got fruit flavors. They got chocolate. They got crispy. They got marshmallow. They got orange. They got raspberry. They got cookie dough flavor. They got that brownie that's, ooh, so good. Built Bar, tastiest protein bar on the planet. They are high in protein. High in fiber, low in sugar, keto approved, diet approved, on the go, pre-workout, post-workout, during workout. Don't be that person that is just sitting on the bench crunching down on one of these as everybody's waiting for it. It's a shared gym, please, for the love. But pre, post, during workouts, you can have a built bar. They are tastiest protein bars on the planet. Right now, our listeners can get 15% off their entire order with promo code locked on at checkout, built.com, get five pack, 10 pack, 15 pack, mix and match one flavor, builtbar.com, pro, the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. All right. So I said segment one defensive line, interior rotation, four, five, six deep. It's going to be very, very crucial for what Kirby wants to do and what we have at linebacker. We have very fast, we have very agile, we have very nimble linebackers that are going to need space to do the thing that they do best, which is go tackle heat seeking missile type players. We got Michael Williams on the edge. We got Chaz Chambliss who's setting an edge. These are known commodities. Now, here's, here's the second one. And I'm going to make the most obvious one for the third segment plus a bonus one because I think it is very, 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 very obvious. But I'm going to go to one. Maybe particular person, and this isn't a this isn't necessarily a position group, but I I'm gonna make it into one. I'm gonna make a position group out of this player, and then say where does he land? Because the edge does have some known commodities, but y'all, I, I think we have a little bit of an interesting situation when we talk about inside linebacker. Okay. Now we know who we have at inside linebacker. This isn't a question of who's starting, who's our who's our main guys. That, that's not what we're talking about at all. Okay. Because we got Pops, JDJ, Dumas Johnson. We have Smile Mondin. We have Jalen Walker, who's who's again setting that edge. This, this is this is where we start talking about athletic off the ball, sometimes dropping Chaz Chambliss. We saw drop back in coverage on the flats. But I'm gonna give you a name. Uh, Ryan Davis in that mix last year, third rotation linebacker. I'm going to give you a name that I've heard whispers just 
just whispers. Where did he put this guy? Because he's athletic. He has the same makeup as a smile London. Xavier Sorry, where are you at? What are you what are you doing in life? What are you playing? Where are you going? What's happening? Because now this is have to do with again the the edge in positions. Smile Mondin, JDJ, Ryan Davis, true, I think, inside linebackers. Sori was the guy that if you look back, if you remember his recruitment, if you remember what he was, where he came out of high school, what he was able to do, he was able to rush the passer quite a bit. And he was able to be athletic. He was able to lean. He was able to make moves and get to edges. And I just ask, I just say, I just, I just wonder, I'm just wondering. Could he make the move? Can he make the transition to either a blitz package linebacker or could he make the move to edge linebacker in which he is coming off that and setting the edge much more than he has in the past? He's not a middle linebacker, but maybe maybe a packaged linebacker to, to get into the field, to get on the field, to get into those special packages, but also let me like a NASCAR package or something, but also Chaz Chambliss is going to need somebody on that side as well who can get up to the pass because Chaz is pretty adequate at setting the edge, but I don't think he's good at getting upfield, making a move, a one or two punch, dislodging a man, disengaging. Engagement's fine to get engaged, to get hands on, to set it, to not move it, but then to disengage that other blocker and to get to the quarterback. I question, I don't question that Michael Williams. He can, he just dislodges fools. But Sori's a guy, just keep your eye out, keep see where he is. If he's rotating an inside linebacker, it'll be curious to me because I think his strength is coming up the middle. I, I think a little bit of a a la N'Kobe Dean blitz and N'Kobe was an all world linebacker. I get that. But when you look at just subset of skills, but if he's rotating more in different positions, you got to get the guy like this athletic guy on the field. That's just my wonderment. That's the second position group. Blitz package linebacker. There, I just made a whole position group up. Um, we're going to come back to this. I'm going to give you the third and then a bonus for the loyal seg- third segment listeners. All right, here we go. I want to now give you the most obvious, the most glaring, the most easy, easiest thing in the world to look at besides quarterback. Quarterback's the easiest one. The second easiest is the left tackle position. Uh, Blasky and um, uh, Green battling it out for the left tackle. We know what we have in Mims, which, by the way, again, dipped his toe in that transfer portal, went on down to Miami and said, nah, just playing, and came on back to greener pastures. I think Blasky and Green are going to be locked into this left tackle position for quite some time, and I don't think there's going to be necessarily a name. I think this is going to be like the quarterback position where we're not going to know the starter until the season begins, and at any moment it could change. And may I remind you, May I remind you, as I have tried to remind you every single year, every single year, this is what we do, this is what we say. When you're talking offensive linemen, you don't have five and then they're backups. That's not what happens with offensive line. Look at the national championship game two years ago against who was, oh yeah, Alabama. How you doing? How how you doing? Welcome to the 199 Alabama fans. I didn't think y'all would be here, but y'all are here. Two years ago, national championship, we needed somebody to step in. Roger Jones stepped in, held down that edge continually. If you want to go back even three, four years ago, when we had to shuffle guys down into the guard position, back out to tackle, we had six, five, six, seven deep at offensive line rotation. And it's not really a rotation, but but it is somebody that can kick in, kick out, 
So if you're looking and you're saying, well, no, 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 we're just going to have Plaskin and Green's going to be there and they'll be one, two, and one guy will sit and he'll get trained and maybe go over to the right tackle next year when Mims, don't do that. Don't do that. Because what's going to happen is somewhere in the season, it's the offensive line. It's the trenches. It's nasty hog mollies down there doing some stuff. They're going to get injured. They're going to get nicked up. They're going to come out. You're going to have to learn all five positions. If an offensive lineman does not know five positions, he is, you're doing yourself a disservice, offensive lineman. Learn how to put your hand on the ground, be a three-tech guard with your hand on the ground, and also get your feet set in a two-point stance, getting set back with an equal first punch. That is a game changer, and that's what I think, Blasky and Mims and Green, this, this left tackle position is not going to be taken over in one day or G-day. It's going to go all the way into the season because we're going to need six, seven deep, and guess what? We have them, so that's the good news. Uh, and then here, I'll give, you, I'll give you a little bonus one because, again, this one's far too easy, but I, I still contend that Aguero is too good of a safety not to touch the field this year. I think he is exceptional. The more that I watch him, the more that Aguero and I are just, I, I have a fan club already of the Starks fan club, but I think the Aguero fan club is growing. And if you're telling me that Bullard's got that other safety position almost on stranglehold because Bullard's a great player. And if you're telling me that Malachi starts has one, Bullard has the other, and there's going to now be that money position, there's going to be now that, that star position coming into play where Aguero can do that. That's intriguing. And then also, here the, again, the most I've... Lassiter on one side, who bona fide stud. The other side, who is it? Your guess is as good as mine. And if you want to take a flyer on any one of five of the guys, six of the guys over there, that's fine by me. I don't know who it's going to be. Defensive back is curious to me because, again, we have Dan Jackson coming. And we have leadership and continuity at the safety position. Aguero is full skill, full upside. What do we do? And then the other corner position opposite Lassiter. This has been Locked On Bulldogs, part of, part of the Locked On Podcast Network 199. Thanks for being here, loyal third segment. We will see you all tomorrow.